I'm Brandon. And I'm Julianne. And welcome to... Movie Quest! On the first episode of the Movie Quest podcast presented by Nerd Nexus, Julianne and I discuss our reasons for starting the podcast, a little bit of our Leonardo DiCaprio movie quest, and the very first MCU movie, Iron Man. Enjoy. Okay, so let's start, let's start by doing this. First of all, say your name and how you know me. <laughs> oh, I know you. All right, I'm Julianne, and I am... I shouldn't say I'm Brandon's fiancé. He's my fiancé. I bet you just say we're engaged. We're engaged. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. So we find ourselves on a bit of a movie quest. And we're literally about to start our second quest. And I thought it would be a good idea to like record our progress and see what we think. Because I think on our last movie quest, we had a ton of thoughts, takes, and opinions that we probably wish we recorded. We, we should have definitely thought of this. Yeah, you no. probably thought about it, but we should have. It's not cool to do in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought about it, and then I was like, wow, fuck, it's too much. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And, now, and now I'm like, you know what, fuck it. Next movie quest, it's equally as long, and probably more people have, or more people have just as many takes about what we're about to start doing. <laughs> And I think you're you're literally okay. Well, we'll get into this in a sec, but you have a you're going to have a unique perspective on what we're about to do because but, I don't know about any of these movies. Like I've seen a few here or there. Like I've seen Iron Man. I didn't like oh, it. Right. So you just spoiled oh. it, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> Our next quest: we're going to watch every single Marvel movie in theatrical release sequence. So we're just going to go in the order that they were released in. There's a lot of people out there that say you should watch them in like the chronological order in which the events of the storyline take place. We're not going to do that. I think that there's probably that's probably a cool thing to do, but I think that I think that a lot of people will lose or context will be lost when you do that. There's like stuff like references and shit that you won't get later on that don't make sense. Anyway, that's what we're about to do, though. We'll get into that in a sec, but I want to talk real quick about what we just completed. So tell tell whoever whoever might be listening to this. Is anyone listening to this? <laughs> Is there not out there? <laughs> um, um, what did we just do? We just watched. So we Brandon is a big movie lover, and I like to watch movies too. But we were, you know, we've only <clears> been together for like you know, a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. Yeah. Something like that. And we were just kind of watching movies willy-nilly, like movies he liked that he wanted me to watch and vice versa. And so I thought it would be a cool idea to have some sort of guidance in what we do. So I thought, okay, let's decide on like a director or like a genre or an actor or some something to kind of like um, narrow our watching. Our have view. a purpose for yeah. watching movies. Yeah. Not just, oh, what's on Netflix? Right. Exactly. And so my favorite actor is Leonardo DiCaprio. So we decided we're going to watch all of the movies from his first movie to his most current movie. We did not watch Growing Pains um, because he was on that. Only theatrically released. Actually, some weren't even theatrically released, as we learned. 
But go yes. go find Don Don's plum Don Don's Plum's plum. if you tweet, director on Twitter. If you if you tweet Don's Plum, the <laughs> producer of the movie will find you. <laughs> just just tweet Don's Plum and nothing else. <laughs> he'll, fucking, he'll fucking get you. You don't even have to hashtag it or add it. No. You just write Don's Plum and he will be in your inbox. Okay, so what was the first when did we start this, by the way? I don't know. We okay, so th- this is what we did. We kind of had this idea. Of like chronic, chronicalizing. I don't think that's a word. Chronicalization. So every movie, the whenever the movie comes on, the first time Leo comes on, we pause it and take a picture of his face. So now we haven't actually looked back at them, but we'll have all of his faces from like the first movie to the most current movie. So we have pictures of each him in each movie, and also Brandon tweets after every live tweeting. Oh yeah, he live during. during he live during. tweets. Um, Find me on Twitter at CootsBrandon. <laughs> Is there a dot in between? No. Oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, what did you ask? <laughs> what was the first movie we watched? And wait, wait, when did we start? Oh, I don't know. We're going to have to look back give, at the give picture. Or take. Was it COVID times already? I don't know. Because right now it's December 2nd. Happy birthday, Dill. I remember it was warm out because <laughs> because i remember remember I, it's texas i know i did the slideshow of how i wanted to do our oasis outside remember oh, yeah, I, yeah, I remember yeah, taking yeah, pictures yeah. and then yeah. you were like yeah slideshow it's cool and then did we do some sort of slideshow i don't know oh no that was for the tv shows yeah. <clears throat> i feel like we did we started this maybe like march no February, idea. March. We decided that we wanted to do it. Wait, 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 wait. It had to have been post that, and I'll tell you why. Because we watched um, the Departed, the Departed for St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day, Day and yes. we started. We were like, "Man, fucking, God, you have such a good memory." We were like, "Fucking Leo's got some bangers," <laughs> and then we were like, "What if we went back and cranked them all?" Right? Uh huh. Yeah. Then, so shortly thereafter, we're like, "Let's <laughs> fucking track down." Critters three. Critters three was the first one, and we had a we had a hard time finding some of them. A lot of them you can just get the newer ones. You get on like Prime and pay three ninety nine or whatever. But what was the one you ordered? And oh, it was like from China, and then it. Yeah. Okay. So we had a we had a pretty easy time easy. tracking down the first couple of movies. Critters three came out in nineteen ninety one, and so then the next film that he was in that was theatrically released was This Boy's Life. A mm, that was good. based on a novel, maybe De Niro was in it. He was like a army guy. We need to do a whole nother segment on all of the movies, like a one to two sentence synopsis, and what we think of them. Sure, I feel like that should be a whole because that's worth a whole. Could be. I'll tell you what. Then let's just take a quick break, and we will come back and we will discuss the movie that we are watching tonight: Iron Man. And we are back, and it's time for our next quest. Okay, so we decided we were going to watch Leo, and we watched all the way through chronologically. 
and we said, when we're done with this, we got to come up with our next movie quest. And so we've made our decision. What is it? We are going to watch all of the Marvel movies, which Brandon has been a big fan for a long time and probably seen all of them. I've seen like one and I didn't really like them, but then all of a sudden they like blew up and every movie coming out is a Marvel movie or a comic book movie. So I'm excited. I, I have an open mind and a good attitude about it. So Okay, so we are going to start with uh, 2008's Iron Man tonight. Iron Man. Iron Man. I like to call Iron him Man. Iron Man. So <laughs> tell, say a little bit about why you this is the only one you've seen and why you didn't like it. And that's, I presume, why you haven't seen the other ones, because you wrote them off after you didn't like this one. Yeah, I just, like, never really grew up with comic books, so it wasn't like, oh my gosh, it's like reliving my childhood. I was just like, I saw Iron Man and Spider-Man, and they were like, okay. (laughs) Cool. Tight. Yeah. Yeah. I never, like, thought of them as, like, a connected story that comes full circle. Well... It's interesting that you say that, and as we get started here, like to put that to put what you just said in context with what what we know now is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, because like this movie came out twelve years ago, and that's fucking hard for me to like wrap my brain, my little brain around. But um, so a little bit of backstory, like Iron Man is actually in the grand scheme of things, not really a Marvel character that is like a list Marvel. Like that would be like your X-Men, like Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, um, even the Fantastic Four to particularly an older crowd and stuff like that. But you know, Iron Man was not like frontline guy. And like, as a kid, I was born in 86, you know, so when I was a kid watching the Marvel shows on like Fox Saturday morning cartoons, there was no Iron Man cartoon. Like he was not obscure, but he wasn't the guy from Marvel. So it's interesting that the first Marvel movie that gets made is Iron Man. And I, there's definitely a story there. To put it very briefly, there wasn't, you know, 1989's Batman by Tim Burton, obviously based on a DC, the DC character Batman, was really like the first foray, like big studio film based on a comic book that was successful. And then you go to 92, Batman Returns, again Tim Burton, again Michael Keaton. And then in the mid and late 90s, superhero movies weren't really super duper a thing. Uh, Batman Forever was a commercial hit, but was critically fucking torn apart. And then you had Batman and Robin, which was even worse, like truly bad. Uh, that was George Clooney as Batman, fucking terrible. And so, uh, but those sort of paved the way. And then you get X-Men, which I believe was 1998, Brian Singer. Like looking back at X-Men now, like that, that was 10 years before this movie, before Iron Man. And that first X-Men movie was... I think if you look back at it now, you'd be like, this is entertaining, but Jesus, it's dated. Like, they're wearing leather. Uh, it was before, like, the gritty revolution, before Batman Begins and stuff. And so it seems super comic booky, and it's not grounded in the reality that we live in. And I think the... But it was successful. Like, people liked it, and it was successful commercially and critically, but still kind of, Like, if you look back now, I just don't think it probably holds up. 
And then I think the first movie that really like set off this comic book movie revolution was Spider-Man 1, the first Spider-Man movie with with Tobey Maguire. That's right. You've seen that movie, right? So that movie smashed all kinds of box office records. The first Spider-Man movie directed by Sam Raimi has no connection at all to these movies because at the time, so, and still, I guess, Sony owns the, the film rights to Spider-Man. Okay, so Marvel, the company Marvel that makes the comic books, they did not have a film division at the time. Marvel Studios didn't exist. And but they saw, you know, there was a time in the 90s where Marvel Comics was about to go bankrupt and they sold the film rights to lots of their characters to different studios to pull themselves out of bankruptcy. And so they sold the X-Men rights to Fox they made the X-Men films and they sold the Spider-Man rights to Sony and they actually sold the Blade rights, Blade the Vampire Hunter, Wesley Snipes, super badass movie, Chris Norrington, director, love that movie, we'll go into that later, but um, yeah, they're sitting on the other properties that they haven't actually sold the studios and so they see in 1998 that... Fox does pretty well with X-Men, and they make X2, which is actually a better movie than X1. And then Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, is for a long time, was like the gold standard of superhero movies. Fucking awesome movie. And then, um, you know, Marvel's sitting there looking at all these other studios making movies, and they're like, what do we still have that we can do? And so in the early 2000s, like 2002, 2004, 5, whatever, Marvel forms a, f- a studio, a film division called Marvel Films. And the earliest versions of this movie starred Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was initially attached to play Tony Stark. And they're sitting over there like in a fucking room somewhere drawing on napkins thinking, okay, we still own the rights to, to Thor, to Captain America, to Iron Man, to the Hulk. Like, what can we do to get our own movie universe going? So the earliest origins of this are 15 years ago. Easy. And so they're trying to get this thing off the ground, and finally they get Robert Downey Jr. Uh, attached. Uh, John Favreau is the director of this movie. He now You would know him now as the guy. He directs the Mandalorian episodes. Or rather, he's producer and executive director executive producer of The Mandalorian, long history as an actor and lots of stuff in the 90s and stuff. But he focuses this time more on directing. And so this is the first movie, and it's from the get-go planned. We're going to do something no studio has ever fucking done. We're going to not just make one movie and then a sequel and then a threequel. We're going to make fucking dozens of movies that are connected. This has never, ever, ever I'm shrugging my shoulders here. It's never been done. Nobody's ever done what they're about to start doing. And so the interesting thing about Iron Man that you will see in short order in the next couple of weeks as we watch more of these movies is that there's so much, like so many little lines and so many things that happen here that are referenced later. In a movie that comes out in 2015, they call back and they talk about events that happened here. And that's just it's it seems like a like an obvious no brainer, but it's just literally never happened in movies, and it's pretty wild. What do you really think about it? So, anyway, what do you have to say for yourself? 
You're stunned. You're stunned into silence by my avalanche of words. Let's watch. All right, let's crank it out, and then we'll come back and do ten minutes after the movie. All right, here we go. Iron Man one. Let's do it. Okay, we're back. Did we watch Iron Man? We started it, but then I got tired. <laughs> Disclaimer, <laughs> I am an elementary school teacher in the next town over, and so I wake up at 5.30 every morning, so I get tired early, and yeah, the movie, so, we just started too late, and it, so... It's okay, we went too far on the Leo combo, and that's okay. So, all right, before we crank up... The second half, let's call it, of Iron Man. I want to hear what you had to say f- so far. Like, what's your impression of the movie? And what do you like? What do you dislike? Go. Okay, so I actually, I told Brandon that I'd seen this movie. I don't, none of that was familiar to me. So maybe I had seen an Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3 or something. Hmm. I don't even really know what I remember. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything about it. So it was good. It was like the scene with, um, you know, they were in like the Middle East and... He was building stuff, and I thought it was good. Like, I, like I, I understand um, Tony Stark, Tony Stark's shtick. So you know, he's like this cocky guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think it's good so far. I'm interested to see what happens because you know he was obviously blown away by the situation he found himself in. Right. So he was, uh, you know, the the movie does a really great job of sort of showing how much of a playboy he is in the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes or whatever. He wins the award. He's in Las Vegas. He doesn't care about the award. He hands it to somebody. But there's a nice little montage where he's like on the front cover of Time Magazine and he's on Wired.com's or or the hardcover issue of Wired and uh, Rolling Stone and things like that. And did you also notice that it talked a lot about his dad? Mm Mm-hmm. There was a line like when he said, that's how dad did it. That's how America does it. And then it showed like his dad. uh, And he also talked later on, like my dad built the A-bomb or whatever. My dad was involved in the Manhattan Project and so on and so forth. So he's obviously a guy who lives in his father's shadow, but he's tried to like make a name for himself. And then it all goes to hell when he gets blown up by by terrorists. Mm -hmm. So then he makes a suit of iron. Do you like the suit? Do you want to wear it? No, I don't want to wear it. And yes, it was cool. It was very rudimentary because I, I remember seeing his his bodysuit present day and it's like way sleeker and oh, tighter. Yeah. And so it was cool to kind of see the first, first draft. All right. Are you ready to watch the second part? Where did we leave off? We left off where he is trying to escape and then that, that old dude who helped him build the suit mm, died. R.I.P. Jensen. Yeah, he was nice. And then... <laughs> Um, and then he like shoots him, he like explodes something and like flies away. And then he, he like lands in the, not snow, the sand. He lands in the sand. Do you think he's going to get rescued? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, cause there's an Iron Man too. Well, that's a good point. Did you like Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh yeah. I actually have some opinions about her. I think she's the most vanilla actress 
of all time. Like, and I don't really mean that in a mean way. It's just like there's nothing she's been in where it's like Leo is in Titanic or like, you oh, know, that's interesting. whatever. She's just like very, she's like Jennifer Aniston to me. I feel like they're the most vanilla, under the radar, run of the mill actresses. And I have no idea how they're so famous. But so. I thought she was good for this because it's kind of like a, a meek position, but she's also like in control in like a quiet way. It's if you want Gwyneth Paltrow takes this podcast is where you go because mm-hmm. we are going to give you Gwyneth Paltrow takes. So you're saying she just doesn't have a signature movie? Yeah, she's just like looks really plain, and it just there's nothing really spectacular about her as an actress. I don't know her personally, and I'm sure she's great. Are you interested in Goop? Yeah, I am. I'm interested in everything behind that stuff. Behind that, yeah. Like how her and uh, Chris Martin became consciously uncoupled. I think it's a very interesting way of putting it. Mm. All right, cool. So <laughs> let's launch into the second half of Iron Man, and then we're going to come back and give a little quick little recap, and then we will have officially started the Marvel movies. You ready? Woo! All right, yes. let's do it. There it is. And we're done with Iron Man. What? Crazy. What did you think? Tell us, give us your thoughts. I thought it was really good. I'm excited about it. To be honest, these really actiony movies are not really things I gravitate towards. And there's sure, that's a fair. A lot of action. Um, okay. Are all the Marvel movies like that? Um, <laughs> yes, I would not say that very many of them are small personal dramas like Revolutionary Road or, uh, you know, <laughs> they are not Moneyball. They are pretty loud. There's a lot going on. Later on, we introduce the concept of aliens and stuff. You know, who's going to save the world? What do you want? What would you prefer they be? I don't think they'd prefer anything. That's just not really the kind of movie that I normally like. So that'll be interesting to kind of see how that plays out in all the movies. Like, I don't I don't watch, like, you know, like the Bruce Willis explosions, cop cars flying across the freeway type movies. I just don't really like those. That's fair. Um, so we'll see. But I thought it was really good. I liked, I loved going to Paltrow in this movie. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Interesting. I thought she was really good. We, as we established, this is your podcast for Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> Takes. I thought that the chemistry between Tony Stark and, was her name Pepper Pot? Yeah, Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Okay. That is her name in the comic books. Okay. That is her name in this movie. Yeah. Okay. I thought the chemistry seemed really real between them. Uh-huh. So I thought it was good. Right at the very end when they were like, when he was like, I'm Iron Man. Like I instantly <laughs> got like a smile on my face. Like yes. it seems like a very him thing. Right? Like, you know, the concept of a secret identity in, in movies or in comic books rather is just such a like an obvious thing. Like, you know, that that Batman's real name is Bruce Banner. No, that's not right. <laughs> Batman? Uh-huh. It is Bruce, but it's not Banner. I don't know. Bruce Bane? No, that's not it either. <laughs> okay, so let's try again. Spider-Man's real name is Wow. 
Hold on. That's I'm right. trying to think of Connor saying them. Don't Connor think says, of Connor. Boo's banner. That's the Hulk. That's right. Um, Spider-Man is... I know Superman is Clark Kent. That's right. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make, <laughs> I thought I was trying to make, is like the idea of secret identities are sometimes as iconic as the, like the superhero itself. And, of course, Tony Stark throws that to the wind and just announces <laughs> it in a press conference. I am Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a big baller move. I thought it was really convincing, like, when he seemed like he had, like, an actual change of heart. Like, he seemed sincere, which I appreciated. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you had said that the big thing that you didn't like in the movie that you saw, which we have established may not have actually been Iron Man. It I've have... never seen that movie that we just saw. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, wow. But I think I have seen an Iron Man movie because I know his personality. That's what I didn't like was his personality. Right. And so what did you see just now that made you think maybe maybe I like that? I don't know. Like I guess just watching the movie from a second perspective and just I guess just the idea that um you know it's like I'm this is the first movie of how many? So uh, it's 20 like, or 22? Yeah, so maybe He's we, not in all of them. No, like, I know. He's in, I just think maybe it's like okay, well, whether I like it or not, I just need to not tolerate it but just you're Learn to of, love it. You're a part of something bigger now. So, like, I'm curious. I mean, it's so rare. Like, you're a unicorn in a lot of ways. I love you. But it's so rare. It's so rare that, like, there's a person on the earth who hasn't seen these movies. So you have no idea where this is going. Iron Man 2? <laughs> That's <laughs> That's a good point. Where do you, well, like, how do you, where do you think some, like, where could we expand? Like this podcast or no, Iron Man? Iron Man. Oh, like where do I think it'll go? Yeah. And not just Tony's story, but any, like where do you think this could end up? How is he going to fit into everything? We're just speculating. We're just bullshitting. Hmm. I think him and Pepper are going to fall in love with each other. Okay. I think they're already in love with each other. Okay. Mm, interesting. Uh, because, you know, Pepper is the one that he can never get. Players love that. Ah, you love, you love what you can't have. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I think that will continue on. I don't know. You know what? O- Obadiah, what the hell was his name? Obadiah Stain. You can tell yeah, he's I a bad guy because his last name is Stain. Yeah, Obadiah Stain. Remind me of Willem Dafoe, the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. <laughs> so I just wonder if, like, there's a very the predictable... Toby, that's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man that yes. doesn't count. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just saying that reminded me of it. Like, I just wonder if it's going to be, like, a predictable formula for every single Marvel movie. Interesting. That's, you know what I mean? I don't know. We'll see. I'm obviously still very excited about it. And I thought that movie was great. I like I like Tony Stark. I don't know where it's going to go. I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who can never predict the ending of a movie, even when it's like screamingly obvious. That's so true. I don't know. I'm just excited to go. We'll see what's next. What did you think of Terrence Howard? Oh, I liked him. And he was in Hustle and Flow, which is a great movie. Hustle and Flow is great. There's a... The guy who directed Castle of Love, Craig Brewer, I believe he's from Memphis, and he has worked with the dudes from Lucero on a couple different things. But he also he directed Hustle and Flow, and he also directed Black Snake Moan, oh, uh, which so is a weird. great movie. Uh, Christina yeah. Ricci. Yes, Christina Ricci, Samuel Jackson, who Marvel connection, another Marvel connection, because he's in the net, very next movie. I did not know that. Spoiler right. alert. So anyway, um, fun note. So Terrence Howard. 
is not in the Marvel movies anymore. Oh, yeah, I liked him. He was very kind and lovable. Yeah, we'll probably go into what's going on there and why, but the funny thing is, is he's not in them. His character is. Oh. If I recall correctly. Look it up. I think what happened, if I recall this correctly, and I was following the movie industry at this time, of course, was that he demanded more money for Iron Man 2. And Marvel basically said, nah, nah, why don't you just take the contract we're going to give you? And he was like, no, bro. And then he ended up, they just said, we'll replace you. And then they did. With who? Well, you'll have to look into it to find out. Uh, One thing that I did find annoying about the beginning of the movie was when he's like making the prototype, like in the, in his own house, like he's out of the desert or whatever. Okay. And he's, like, you know, testing everything. And he, like, flies into a cement wall or, like, you know, all sure. this stuff. Little like, co- testing it. comedic. Uh... Yeah, but I, it's, like, and then he just, like, has one ice ice thing on his shoulder. Like, you would get uh, way more want, hurt than that. An ice pack? Yeah, like an ice pack on his shoulder. It's, like, um, watching the Roadrunner and the Coyote. And the Coyote, like, falls off the cliff. It's, like, and then, like, the next scene he's just, like, totally fine. <laughs> yes. I find that. I don't know. Like, if you want to make something like something unbelievable, believable, like those little those little Do you details. Want him in the hospital? No, I mean no. I don't want him in the hospital, but like be a little more realistic. I was just like, oh, eye roll. So, what did you think about the portrayal of science in the movie? Because, uh, like, I remember when this okay when this movie came out, I was um, like maybe a year away from graduating college, and I, you know, shortly thereafter, I was a science teacher. And I remember having a conversation with the other science teacher in my school who, I remember her comment was something to the effect of, like, it was the first movie I've ever seen where they made science look cool. Oh. What did you think about that as somebody who is currently a fifth grade teacher? Huh, fifth grade English teacher. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess it did look cool <laughs> that big cool. Re- that big reactor thing i didn't understand it at all i was like oh wow that was big and it's like one of those things that, <laughs> that it's like that ball that you see in like uh the tes- sharper image the tesla coil thingy that like shoots the lightning bolts and you like touch it and it like does like a little blue yeah, yeah. zapper on you i don't know that's what it reminded me of but yeah i mean it made science look cool it didn't really like explain a lot of the science but that's good for people like me who don't really care <laughs> sure i mean an and arc reactor is not a real thing it's a piece oh. of fiction but like you know the premise was that he had invented some kind of like yeah technology that doesn't really exist because he's he's a combination howard hughes elon musk kind of a guy and i love the line where (laughs) obadiah scenes like tony stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps i'm not tony stark i'm not even though he's wearing a lab coat i'm not tony stark he pushes his glasses up on his nose so cool so yeah he takes that and miniaturizes it and that's what Keeps him alive, but also powers his suit. I think it's really cool that, you know, the plot point that he, his original one from the cave is what powered his final suit at the end and kept him alive. I thought that was super cool. So, have you watched this movie since the first time it came out? Yes. I've probably seen this, I don't know, four or five times, six times. Oh my gosh. Okay, well that was my only question for you. You got no other material? No. <laughs> was what, is it like seeing it 10 years later? Like, did you pick up I on it? I think it, it holds up. It's crazy how much Robert Downey Jr. has like 
changed. Like physically, he's changed, and like he it, it like now he's certainly like showing a lot more of his gray. He's a little skinnier actually now. His hair is a little bit more tamed. Um, but yeah, I think that Tony Stark over the course of the next several movies, because he's in, you know, right now, as of now, he's been in man like eight or nine movies. Like, uh, name one actor that's been in a movie as the same character nine times. I don't know that there is one at all. At all. Like, maybe Ian McKellen as Gandalf in Lord of the Rings, but that's only six. You know, because the, the three Hobbit movies and three Lord of the Rings. Is there any actor that's portrayed one character more than that? Harry Potter. Harry Potter? No, that's only... Well, hold on. That's a good one. That's six or seven. But are there six... Are there eight Iron Man movies? No. Okay. There's so actually only three Iron Man movies. So that's the thing. He's That's actually even more interesting because Harry Potter plays Harry Potter in the Harry Potter movies. Well, yeah. It's not like in crisscrossing movies. So. Well, these... I mean, these all like... Because in the way Marvel builds their universes... And this is kind of a template sort of a thing, but not really, as you'll come to learn in the next couple of months. But you, they give a character his solo movie or her solo movie, and then maybe a second, a sequel, and then you start to you see that character appear in another movie with somebody else, and you're like, oh shit, there's that guy. We know that. We know this guy. And then they're teaming up now, and then they pair up with somebody else and then by the end of it you know you have everybody in one movie and so it's truly stunning so yeah tony stark appears you know or robert downey jr appears as tony stark in you know several i'm not going to spoil it but most of them in fact are not iron man movies so that's pretty interesting huh okay so anything else to say about iron man no Thank you. You are not testifying to Congress right now. Okay, so the next movie is actually Iron Man 2. And I think Iron Man 2 is the first movie where, like, Iron Man 1 was such a remarkable hit that, you know, it's like the plan was already in motion. They were already going to make a Thor movie and a Captain America movie, but those were a little bit further down the road. Uh, But... Iron Man 2, I believe, comes out next chronologically. And it's the first movie where they really start to tie together some of the bigger universe. And so there's little hints at things that, frankly, you'll miss them if you don't know what to look for or if you're not paying attention. What did you think? Did you have any opinion? Does he, Do you even remember him, the generic white guy who worked for the security, homeland, whatever the hell, agency that kept trying to get him meet? Oh, you have a shield guy? Yes. Yeah. Does that ring any bells? Do you know what shield is? No. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Is it like a... Just, I'm just saying if you've ever heard that term before. There's like a, literally a show... Is, there's a show on ABC right now called The Adventures of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever. Mm-hmm. S.H.I.E.L.D. is an, a government agency like the CIA or FBI or whatever. In the Marvel Universe, S.H.I.E.L.D. is a thing. They're a government agency... And so when at the end of this movie, when he when he says, "Oh, we're just call a shield," mm-hmm. like I remember in theaters, I was like, "Whoa, shield, bro!" Mm-hmm. And like they, of course, get the guy, you know, the most sort of generic white 
actor to be that guy and so he has the one of the coolest reveals in the entire movie and of course shield plays a pretty big role later on in the movies as you all come to learn so all right cool well anyway so we'll do this again here in a couple days or whatever with iron man 2 okay say bye bye and that does it for the first ever episode of the movie quest podcast presented by nerd nexus make sure you visit nerd nexus online at nerd-nexus.com or find us on social media at nerd nexus on twitter thanks for listening and make sure you check out our next episode